Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel and subscribe so you get notified every time an episode is posted. I am James Yarko flying solo on what normally would be a WTSP Wednesday. Evan had some scheduling conflicts, but no worries. He sent in his predictions, and I'm going to give you those coming up later in the show. But you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks. Follow David at DHarrison82. And, of course, follow at Bucks underscore Nation. So, unfortunately, I was not available for the post-game reaction episode that David did by himself on yesterday. If you haven't heard that yet, go back, check it out. David had some great stuff in there. But Evan and I were going to give our reactions to the game today. So I'll give my reaction to open things up here. And then, like I said, we're on a short week, y'all. So we're just going to move straight into the Colts game here coming up in segment two. But this is the, the kind of game that we wanted to see the Buccaneers have. Right, They were going up against a lesser opponent like they were last week in the Washington football team. The difference was they did their jobs this time and absolutely dominated the New York Giants 30-10. to 10. And look, it wasn't perfect by any means. They only scored 13 points in the second half. They had to settle for field goals on two different occasions. There were some miscues. There were some problems, but they got the job done on both sides of the football, holding the New York Giants to one for nine on third down after allowing Washington to have a season high third down conversion rate the week before. That's the kind of thing that you want to see. I can't emphasize enough how great of a game I believe Sean Murphy Bunting had. That's why he was my player of the game that, that David told you all about. And it was because this guy hasn't been around. Since the first half of week one, he comes in there. He's second on the team in tackles. He, I mean, he had the, the pass interference call against him, but the flag was picked up, which was the right call on that deep shot. I believe that was to Slayton because it was the one thrown by Kadarius Tony. Uh, feet got tangled up. They picked up the flag. That was the right call. But he looked like he hadn't missed any time at all. And that's what you wanted to see. That immediately improved the secondary and improved the defense the minute Sean Murphy Bunting hit the field. So now the eyes turn to Carlton Davis. When is he going to be back? When is he going to return? Greg Allman, I believe it was, on Twitter on Tuesday, said that it wouldn't surprise him if Carlton Davis started practicing this week. Now, we had two weeks of practice for Sean Murphy Bunting before he was activated and was able to play. Hopefully, it's kind of the same thing with Carlton Davis. You still have your eye on Richard Sherman for whenever he might be able to return, but it's far more important that the Buccaneers get Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting back than they do Richard Sherman. Sherman's a, a, a great extra piece to have, but he's not as necessary to the success of this defense as Sean Murphy Bunting or Carlton Davis are. The other thing that I, I really like to see 
was the way Devin White has been playing. The last two weeks, he has played far, far better than he had basically the rest of the season leading up to that point. We had talked about heading into the bye week. Levante David and Devin White each had one tackle for loss, and the two of them combined to, to lead the team in tackles. They each had eight tackles on the night, Monday night. Devin White is coming in on blitzes, getting pressure on the quarterback. He forced the interception to Steve McClendon by getting pressure on Daniel Jones. He forced incomplete passes on third down by getting pressure on Daniel Jones, and that's what you want to see. That is what Devin White does that makes him so vital to what the Buccaneers are able to do defensively. So seeing him get back on track, seeing Levante, Levante David might have been the quietest team-leading tackler I have ever seen. I don't remember his name getting called once on the broadcast, but he just goes about his business, gets his eight tackles, leads the team, moves on. The two of them are going to be the single most important defensive players this coming weekend against Indianapolis. I'm going to get into that in the next segment, but just a little a little tease for you. Devin White and Levante David's play are going to be a major reason that the Buccaneers, if the Buccaneers win, they'll be a major reason why. On the offensive side of the ball, Leonard Fournette, all he does is, is his job. He's out there. He's he's getting positive yards on runs. He had six catches on six targets. You love to see that. You know he's he's getting better at, at becoming that pass catching back out of the downfield or out of the backfield, which makes him a three down back for the Buccaneers moving forward. But it was nice to see Ronald Jones get involved. And Ronald Jones, when he had his opportunity, was making the best of it. He gets his first touchdown of the season. Hits the edge with some speed gets around the corner, and is able to get just inside the pylon for a score. That was great to see you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, you know, all over 60 yards. Godwin and Evans get the touchdown. Gronk, I thought, played a really, really good game. He was, he was certainly a contributor to the offense, no doubt about it. But it was kind of like Levante David on the defensive side. It was a quiet night where Gronk was the leading receiver for most of the game, but yeah, he had the one real big reception. I think it was a gain of 38 yards or 34 yards, something like that. Other than that, he was just kind of that reliable target. He looked good. He took some hard hits and popped right back up and was able to keep going, which is a really, really positive sign that Gronk is pretty much all the way back and, and healthy. Yeah. Not, not as much, Playing time is as you would have expected, but at the same time, the guy hasn't really played since you know getting hurt against the Rams way back in week three. So it's not out of the out of the question as to why he wasn't on the field for you know 90, 95 percent of snaps, whatever it was. He's still kind of getting back into shape a little bit. You know, that much time off, it takes a little while to acclimate back into quote unquote football shape. So yeah, it was a real positive side moving forward, and he's going to play a big role this coming Sunday. Finally, Tom Brady played a great game, bounced back. The interception was not his fault. I don't even think it was Mike Evans' fault. I think that was uh, that was something where the ball was supposed to go to Tyler Johnson or 
if it wasn't supposed to go to Tyler Johnson, he kind of got in the way, caused a funny throw that, that Brady was trying to get around him, and it ends up popping off Mike Evans' shoulder. And, you know, that was that was a whole mess. But Brady bounced right back. It didn't snowball like we saw in the Washington game. It was it was a great outing for him. So the Bucks currently sitting at the three seed in the thick of it. Moral of the story is you got to root against the Cardinals. You got to root against the Packers. You still need to root against the Rams. Um, and you need to root against the Cowboys. Makes it kind of interesting uh, this coming week when the Packers and Rams play each other. I personally, I'm going to say root for the Rams because I think the Rams have a few more losses left on their schedule and they would still be tied with the Buccaneers as far as record is concerned, but they'd still be behind the Cardinals in the division, even without the bye week that could help the Buccaneers slide into that number two spot. Uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward as it is, uh, it's getting to crunch time. Something else to keep your eye on is our friends over at bet online. .ag. They are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Again, promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts segment two here of the locked on bus podcast thank you for making locked on bucks your first watch or first listen every day time to go ahead and look towards the weekend look towards the matchup with the indianapolis colts and look this this is the bonus game right this is the 17th game that was added to the schedule the bucks and colts are meeting with one another because one is in the nfc south the other is in the afc south they both finished second in their division in 2020 thus that's why they're meeting up this year the bonus game all the afc teams are at home Next year, all the NFC teams are at home. But the Colts, who started off pretty rough. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Carson Wentz did not look good early in the season. Uh, the The team as a whole, you know, defensively, they were not looking good. Offensively, they were not looking good. And all of a sudden, the Indianapolis Colts are not only a viable playoff team in the AFC, they are definitely in contention to win their division. Nothing against the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans are kind of dealing with what the Bucs dealt with early in the year. They're just dealing with it on the offensive side of the ball right now versus the Bucs having dealt with it on the defensive side of the ball. They've lost Derrick Henry, arguably the best running back in the National Football League. They've lost Julio Jones. They lost A.J. Brown. They also lost their third and fourth receivers in the game against the Houston Texans. They lost their number one tight end in the game against the Houston Texans. They are beaten, battered, and bruised there in Nashville. And look, Ryan Tannehill has been a great quarterback since he got to Tennessee. He is not the kind of quarterback that is going to be able to take these backup guys, these practice squad call-ups, 
put him on his back and lead him to lead the team to victory. That's not who he is. So now you have the Colts in the rearview mirror coming up on the Tennessee Titans who are dealing with the injury problems, and the Colts are fire hot. They have won five of their last six games. Okay, they have beat the Texans, the 49ers, the Jets, the Jags, the Bills. Now, they beat the Bills in Buffalo, which is big. The only game they've lost over the course of the last six is against those Tennessee Titans. But those Titans were pretty much at full strength. I don't believe they had Julio in that one, but they had Derrick Henry. They had A.J. Brown. So you take a look, and it's like, okay, well, they beat the Texans. Well, the Texans just beat the Titans. Eh, well, they beat the Jet, uh, the, the Jets. Okay, well, the Jets also beat the Titans. Oh, well, they beat the Jags. Well, the Jags beat the Bills. Okay, this has been the wackiest last month of the NFL season I can ever remember. And then beating Buffalo in Buffalo, when heading into that game, Josh Allen was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, and the Buffalo Bills were sitting there, I believe they were second in terms of the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and they go up there and not just beat them, but they absolutely dominated them, demolished them, embarrassed them off their own field. And the number one reason why that happened is Jonathan Taylor. Now, Bucks fans are probably sitting there thinking, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's a beast, but the Buccaneers are still, you know, top three in the NFL and run defense. All right. Okay. That's, that's fine. But you also have an injured Vita Vea who, We'll get to him in just a second. But Jonathan Taylor's also doing it in the receiving game. He is a dual threat running back who is playing the best football he has ever played in his life over the course of these last six games. In fact, he's over 100 yards in each of the wins, and he had 70 yards in the loss. Okay, and in three of those five wins, he went for over 140 yards. He's got 12 touchdowns in the last six games. Jonathan Taylor is absolutely crushing it right now. And let's not kid ourselves. The Buccaneers did a great job in run defense on Monday Night Football against Devontae Booker and Saquon Barkley. I am not questioning that. However, this Buccaneers defense has been gashed a little bit in the run game over the course of the last few weeks. They they didn't do great against Washington. They didn't do great against the Saints. You had Khalil Herbert way back when they played the Bears get 100 yards. So, let's not let's not pretend that this Bucks run defense is impenetrable, okay? Because they are susceptible to giving up some big runs and they are susceptible to a dominant running back who can you know, get to that second level quickly and make guys miss. It, it, trying to bring down Jonathan Taylor is basically like trying to tackle a school bus while it's moving. You ever try to tackle a school bus? No, you haven't because it's going to run you over. That's exactly what Jonathan Taylor is going to do. He is so good. I cannot stress that enough, which is why Devin White and Levante David are going to be so vital and so important to this team on Sunday going up against Jonathan Taylor. You don't really have to worry about Carson Wentz as a threat out of the backfield or out of the backfield to run. He can he can scamper a little bit. 
he might be able to to pick off a an eight or nine yard run here and there, but the middle of the field is going to have to be wide open. He's not juking anybody out of their shoes. He's not hitting you with the circle button and spinning around you. That's not who Carson Wentz is going to be. So it's going to be on Levante and it's going to be on Devin to make sure that they are basically joined at the hip anytime Jonathan Taylor has the ball. The two of them have to fly to Taylor and bring him down immediately, and it's going to take both of them. And they're going to need reinforcements coming out of the back with Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards that might be able to create some turnover potential there. If, if you have Levante and, and Devin basically wrapping up Taylor, you can have one of those safeties come in, pop them with a peanut punch, get that ball out of there, and maybe create a turnover or two. But Levante and Devin are the 1A, 1B most important players for the Buccaneers, not just defense, for the Buccaneers this coming week. As for the Colts defensively, over the course of the, I, I've just taken a look at these last six games because this is when the Colts really started to click, really started to get hot, and they're they're trending up, right? So over the course of these last six games, they are allowing 19.5 points per game. They're allowing 21 points per game at home, which is interesting, but you take a look, their one loss in that span against the Titans they gave up 34 points. That was at home. Against the New York Jets, the Jets got some garbage time fantasy points for people there in the fourth quarter. The Jets ended up putting up 30. That was also in Indy. Other than those two games, they've given up less than 20 points every week. So those two scores kind of skew the average at home, but they're still giving up a beatable amount of points each and every week over the course of of this run that they are on. Carson Wentz, who I mentioned over the course of the last six games, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, and he's been sacked six times. Okay, so this pass defense for the Indianapolis Colts is beatable. They, You can expose them for sure, but they have really clamped down over the last few weeks, and they've been able to shut down some, some pretty efficient and in Buffalo's case, potent offenses. Again, they gave up 34 to the Titans. They gave up 30 to the Jets. So you can beat them, but they are red hot right now. One of the big things that you can expose against them is they are not good against opposing tight ends. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But real quick, before we hit the break, it does look like Vita Vea is going to be able to return for this one. How effective he will be dealing with this injury, with this MCL sprain, how often he will be on the field, you know, how much of a rotation is he going to get, that we'll have to wait and see. But it certainly does help when you're going up against Jonathan Taylor. If Vita Vea is out there, he can at least create enough of a blockade to slow Taylor down and allow David and White and Winfield and those guys to crash down and minimize the gains. I don't think we're going to see Vita Vea blowing anybody up, but he will be out there. He will be somewhat effective. It's just a matter of how much can he play. You don't want to risk really aggravating that injury. Other quick notes, Scotty Miller has been activated. He will be available 
to play on Sunday. That gives the Buccaneers an over-the-top deep threat that they can help or that can help them expose a somewhat weak Indianapolis secondary. And finally, something else that Greg Allman put out on Twitter is to keep an eye on Antonio Brown on Thursday. Today's practice on Wednesday is basically going to be like a walkthrough. They're on a short week. They're going to give the guys a little bit of an extra day of rest. So it's not a full practice. It's going to be a simulated practice, a walkthrough. So we're not going to have a true sense of Antonio Brown's status until Thursday when they actually do practice. If AB is limited, if he's limited on Thursday, I think he plays on Sunday. So we could see the return of Scotty Miller and Antonio Brown, two guys that could take the top off the defense, two guys that can beat you with speed. And remember, the Buccaneers are 5-0 and with Antonio Brown this season, but both Scotty and A.B. could be back on Sunday. Look, something else that's happening on Thursday is Thanksgiving, and it is my favorite. I love Thanksgiving. Granted, my family isn't celebrating Thanksgiving until Friday, but... I love everything about Thanksgiving, except the pumpkin pie. I really, guys, I hate pumpkin pie. I do. So to kind of make up for that, I have myself a nice stash of Built Bars. It is the new holiday dessert. I can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories. That's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. You can replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar. You can go for a raspberry built bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any of those heavy, heavy desserts that you're having after a heavy meal. These bars are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving dinner isn't being cooked fast enough and you need a little something to tide, tide you over, Go for a built bar. Share some at your family gatherings. And there are new surprises all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. Check the site often. Also, there's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all kinds of surprises. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, Promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko coming at you solo. You can find me on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks. Find my co-host David Harrison at dharrison82. It wouldn't be a Wednesday episode without... Evan Klosky's predictions in segment three. Evan Klosky, sports director over there at 10 Tampa Bay at E. Klosky WTSP on Twitter. So Evan got called to go cover the lightning at Amelie at the last minute. So he and I weren't able to sit down and record together. But I said, hey, it's Wednesday. I need your predictions anyway. Text them over to me. I'm going to get them on the air so that you are on record when all of these things come true and people have to give you credit when you return next week after the Colts game and heading in to the second game against the Atlanta Falcons. He said, James, 
No problem. I got you. Let's get to the Evan Klosky predictions for the Buccaneers and the Colts. Starting off with his predicted player of the game. He's going with the big guy. Number 87, Rob Gronkowski, who looked great on Monday night. But as I mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts defense is real susceptible to pass catching tight ends, and they can do some damage. They can do some damage. I can almost speak. Bear with me. Indianapolis has allowed 67 receptions for 698 yards and six touchdowns against tight ends this season. Those are some big numbers. So Gronk, who looked basically fully healthy on Monday night, got his legs back under him. He's probably going to look a little bit better on Sunday. He's probably going to play a few more snaps on Sunday than he did compared to Monday. Gronk could be in for a big, big game. And if you're getting back Scotty Miller, potentially getting back Antonio Brown, now you start to have the click back together. You'd have Mike, Chris, A.B., Scotty is the deep threat. All of a sudden, you're looking at one-on-one -on -one coverage for Gronkowski, pretty much a mismatch against any linebacker in the NFL. Gronk could feast on Sunday. Next up, his bold prediction, and you guys know Evan likes to get bold, and I'm talking real bold. I rattled off some numbers for Jonathan Taylor, what he's done over the course of the last six games. Only one game did he have under 100 yards, and that was the only loss over that span. He finished with 70. Evan says, no, nah, no. Nah. Under 60 rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. The Bucs are going to focus on shutting him down, force Carson Wentz to beat you, and that's how the Buccaneers would be able to win this game. Jonathan Taylor hasn't rushed for fewer than 60 rushing yards since week five at Baltimore, where he had 53 rushing yards. So to be able to shut down a guy like Taylor, who's gone for over 140 in three of the last five or in three of the of the five wins over the course of the last six weeks, that would be big. If that happens, Evan's saying the Buccaneers not only win, but they win by two possessions. He's calling 27 to 17 Buccaneers. With that, I am going to get out of here. David will be back tomorrow with the crossover Thursday episode. In the meantime, please, all of you, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy the time with your friends, with your family. I hope you have a wonderful meal. Also, be safe out there. Be responsible. If you're going to visit family, if you're going to visit friends, just be aware of your surroundings. That's all I'll say. We know Thanksgiving is a big, big holiday for people to enjoy a few cocktails. That doesn't always mean that they're going to be responsible after doing so. So please be safe, but have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at WTSP and at Bucks Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here.